0: EFTM. Tech,
1: cars, lifestyle. This is the EFTM podcast with Trevor Long.
0: EFTM.
1: Well, hello, hello. Great to have you company. Lovely to be here on the EFTM podcast. Taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, you can just go to the website, EFTM.com, and click on Ask Trev. Uh, lots to get through today and lots of fascinating questions as well. Um, some you may not have heard before and that's always fun um, there is a bit going on in the world of technology and um, I did just write a story literally seconds ago and look if you play wordle okay spoiler alert today's word is those it's Tuesday um, I can't help it if you haven't done it already okay I just can't help it I did a thing. So the reason I mention this is because Wordle has been bought for a million bucks or more, millions potentially. The New York Times has bought Wordle. Now, Wordle is a website. It's not even an app, which is probably the most fascinating thing to me. It's a website, not an app. And they've bought it, and it'll be part of the New York Times games. And they say it won't change, but of course it will, some way. The website's so simple now, so easy. But I did see some TikToks recently. And what they were talking about was essentially probabilities. Um, and, you know, how how easy it is to predict the word. So it was fascinating because, obviously, there are only five-letter words. If you haven't played Wordle, get on it. It's just for fun, just to see what everyone else is doing. You don't have to play it every day. But there's only five-letter words. And so what they did was work out which word or words would allow you to get closest to the answer. And it's funny because the second most useful word would, was raise, R-A-I-S-E. Because of the prevalence of those letters within any other given word, that was likely to be the best word to start with. And there's, that would narrow it down to 61 words to choose from. It's fascinating. If you put in the word later, then you'll narrow it down to about 70 words. It's fascinating. Now, I, I'm i just blown away that someone to get a million bucks for such a simple game. Doesn't it make you all just sit here and go, what am I doing with my life? This bike has got a million bucks just for creating a viral sensation. And good on him. Fair income. good on him. But it's fascinating because I wonder now, whether it will slowly diminish or whether it will now escalate because the New York Times, so here's the thing, it's basically had a social media virality about it. Now, when it exposed to a new audience through the New York Times, will that create a larger audience for it overall and therefore overall popularity or will it diminish in any way? I think he got out at the right time because I think it would have diminished slowly anyway and I think there's probably going to be rip-off apps if there's not already. Create it because this is not an app; it's just a website. And you see the results. And I reckon the first thing people do is go into um, the app store and try and find a way of doing it. Now I can tell you, I'm just I'll just search the app store. It's fanning; and been ripped off in full, completely. There's an app called Word Guess. Um, for some reason, my Apple Pay password has been required. It's annoying. Uh, there's an app called Puzzle Word, five-letter word, something or other. Um, let's have a look here. There's another one called Wordle, Daily Word Search Puzzles. I mean, you pay a million bucks for something that's no guarantee of actually answering. And these are complete rip-offs. There's one called What Word. They, they all look identical to Wordle. Like Legit identical. I'm going to play one of them now. This one looks like it was made 10 years ago. Word, guess, how to play, try it. Yeah, okay, so let's put in chair, chair, enter. It's exactly the same. Wow, it's just unbelievable. Raise, enter. Wow, look at that. It's just a complete and utter rip-off. Puzzle word. Here's another one. Uh, common words are all words, so they're allowing you to, you know, see how hard it is. This is, it's just legit a rip-off. So how's it worth a million bucks? There you go. You'll never know. Um, I did also do a segment on the Today Show this morning talking about this plus a bunch of alternative options. Very, very fascinating stuff. Anyway, that's not what we're here to do. Let's talk tech. This is the EFTM
0: Podcast. EFTM.
1: Trev, along with you, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website eftm.com and just click Ask Trev. G'day, Susan. Hi, how are you? Very well. What can I do for you?
2: Trev, I have a problem. I'm not a young person. I don't carry my phone on my body every second of the day. Uh My phone only rings for 30 seconds. If I move out of the room, I can't get to it in
3: time.
1: It's a challenge, really, because the, the problem is if the phone's further away, as we get older, we don't get there quick enough, even though we're not keeping That's the phones right. off. It's all working against us, really, isn't it? It young, is. Young people, if even if the phone's not with them, they can at least run to the phone. Yes. Uh, which network are you with?
2: I'm I'm actually with Optus. My husband's with Telstra. But mm. I've been around to all of them, and they all say they can only do 30 seconds.
1: I was just going to say, I've, I've got some terribly bad news, that there is a way to adjust it, but it, it, I think the options are – 15, 20, 25 and 30. Um, yes. 30 seconds is deemed to be long enough. And I think... like whom? I mean, society, probably. No one wants to hear <laughs> your phone ring for longer than 30 seconds. I mean, think about, it. think about it this way. When you leave your phone accidentally somewhere or you've got it in your purse at an event, it'll never ring for longer than 30 seconds. So the most embarrassing it could be is 30 seconds. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the alternate kind of side of the story that that doesn't suit your narrative but answers the question as to why they chose 30 seconds. It's not impressing me, Trevor. (laughs) No, no. I I hear you. But it's fascinating, isn't it? Because you're right, my phone is never out of my reach. Yeah, Um, well,
2: see, I used to care for a 94-year-old and mm. I had, she couldn't get to her phone in time, even if it was beside her.
1: Mm.
2: And I ended up, I had went up to Telstra and spoke to them about it and I had to take her up to the shop, which was even more difficult. Mm. But um, in the end, they did do something. Oh, really? I could not convi- Yes. And it did ring for longer, and she was so much happier. God love her. She's passed away now. but
1: And was that a mobile a or a landline?
2: It was a mobile.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that's and, Yeah, I don't know
2: what they did. I'm not a tech person at all. I don't know what they did, but... Have, she you, was so happy. have you
1: tried all the codes that exist? So, have you looked this up and found the codes that exist to actually do the change? Trevor,
2: I'm mm. not a tech head okay. by any stretch of the so, imagination. So, here's
1: the thing if you if you look it up, uh, obviously, you know, just on Google, um, you'll find there's these codes and it looks ridiculous, right? But it's basically, don't write this down, just Google it yourself star, star, 61, star, I think 101 for voicemail, star, star, and then the number 15, 20, 25, 30. And then a hash. The reason I say that out loud is because I wonder if the Optus version, which might be slightly different, um, you know, star, star, whatever, whatever, 60, I, I mean, I wonder if it, it allows yeah. you to do that. Um, I don't know. But I know they
2: did get hers to well, um, work a bit longer. Here's and, what I'm going
1: to do. So Optus yeah. has just turned 30 years old. Yeah. And, you know, they're very proud of that. So let's ask them the question. 30 seconds is not long enough for a 30-year-old company to be offering to their customers. Let's use the synergy of the number. And let me ask them on your behalf, see if we can escalate it to a higher level within the Optus team um, yep. because I'm curious as well. I mean, I don't I don't really want my phone ever to ring. Um, well, I think
2: you should have the option though, Trev. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want your phone to ring longer, you can make it shorter.
1: Yeah.
2: Why can't you make it longer? I mean, it's just... I'm not. Look, I do not carry it on my body. I never have it in my pocket or anything like that. It's in my handbag. It's in my hand. I go into a room. I put it in the room if I think I'm going to be there, go off to make a cuppa, come and, you know, I'm out there and the phone's in in the lounge room ringing. I never get to it.
1: Do you remember when you'd ring people, not really expecting them to answer because, you know, you never knew if you were home or not? We're only well, ringing landlines, is. right? I, <laughs> I mean, do remember that very well, Trev. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny, and then like then we got answering machines. It was this whole new thing. So it's a funny thing—the evolution of our desire to be contacted, let alone our assumption that someone will answer. And it's well, funny.
2: I, just, I I just I I marvel at the younger generation. They they can't go out of the room. They can't breathe without their phone.
1: No, but here's the funniest part about it. Have you got kids or grandkids or?
2: I've got grandchildren, yes.
1: And how old are they?
2: Um, They range from, well, she started school yesterday, so 5 to 18,
1: 19. Susan, if the 18 or 19-year-olds have made more than two phone calls in the last year, I'd be amazed. This is what's actually funny about it is the telcos could make the default one minute and no one would know because my son, I don't think, has ever spoken to his mates on the phone. So what do they do? They just text and DM and Snapchat. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I gave my my 10-year-old the phone. But
2: that doesn't mean that the whole population is like that. Why are they so focused on the younger generation? Well, that's, well, that's
1: what I'm thinking well, now is the if, too. If, if the focus is on the younger generation, then they don't need the ringtone to be short. Yeah. Let's make it long. So yeah. I reckon we ask Optus. Um, I will do that on your behalf, Susan. and. Yep. If you're okay, I'll pass on your mobile number to see whether they um, they can help. Can and I'll be yeah. fascinated to see what the answer is.
2: So will I.
1: <laughs> but but I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not holding out hope.
2: No, no. But your, I just, I, your story of Telstra very, very does give me a,
1: a hint of hope, that's all. Okay. <laughs> all some right. The, some, leave if they it with they me. I should be able to. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope, let's make it competitive. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, I said to the Optus guys, I said, that's fine. I'll just go across the road to Telstra Boom. and buy a Telstra phone because my phone's ready to be upgraded. So ah. I thought, you know, that's why I'm oh, I'm inquiring. And I came home and I was so frustrated. I thought, I'll oh, ring Trevor Long yeah. <laughs> or I'll text Trevor.
1: Well, I'll be very disappointed <laughs> if I can't get you an answer now. A lot of pressure. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's on.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm on it.
2: Okay, thank you, you very much. Good on
1: you. Thanks for getting in touch. And if you've got a question as well, just go to the uh, the website, eftm.com. If you've got the Android app, it's in the app. Just click Ask Trev down the bottom. Um, and if you've got any experience with phone ring times, let me know. Thank you for listening. If you've got a tech question, you know where to go. eftm.com. Chris is on the line. day, mate.
3: How you going?
1: Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you?
3: Yeah, good, good. Look, I'm just um, uh, looking for a solution. I've got a heap of movies and stuff on um, on my laptop and like TVs around the house, mostly pretty late model Samsungs. Yep. But um, I'm just wondering, is there a, any way to get like my own private cloud or something that I can share those movies to the TVs or access them through the TVs without um, having to put them on a USB or hard drive?
1: Mate, ab- absolutely. In fact, it's it's. It's kind of an old-schooly thing now but I think it's so much better integrated into smart TVs that you'll probably have a, a a good run at it. The first thing to remember is there's two let me let me say there's three things I want you to take out of this conversation. The first one is I'm pretty sure it's called DLNA. Uh, now DLNA is it's kind of like a service that exists on a computer and if your hard drive is DLNA enabled, then any device on the same network that is DLNA enabled can see it. So, for example, when I turn on my TV and I go input sources, I see you know HDMI one, I see USB one, but then I see like I've got a I've got a hard drive, I've got a computer, and it just they all just show up as a list, and I can then browse them. Okay, it's that's a very rudimentary, simple way of explaining how kind of file sharing exists in a media world across a network. The best way to handle that is not though relying on your laptop computer it's to have a central storage as you mentioned and and that would be the thing to research there is a nas nas network attached storage now mate they're not cheap but they're phenomenal like such a great little thing little box just has power you buy two hard drives buy them however big you want two gigabytes 10 gigabytes whatever you like And you put two of them in there and they act as a kind of backup for each other. So data's never lost. You move all your movies on there and spend a bit of time organizing it, you know, Um, put them in categories, whatever you like. But then that hard drive can first and foremost be accessible by all your TVs basically through DLNA. So it's instantly accessible. But the next level and the third most important thing I want you to take out of this is a thing called Plex. P L E X, Plex. If you buy a NAS that is Plex compatible, then what you can do is basically run Plex. It's like a media server, and your TV will probably have or be able to get the Plex app, and you can basically kind of browse all your own movies like Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Plex is probably the best way to go, Um, and the simplest way to go is to just DLNA enable the hard drive on your existing computer. Yep. All right. So, I mean, how many movies do you think you got? Oh, the D hundreds on there. Yeah, right. All, all, of course, legally um, um, obtained and sourced, of course. course. Yep Um,
3: from my from my own DVD library. Of course, and I mean it's important
1: that you understand that if anyone came knocking on your door, I'm I'm pretty confident that you've got the right to create a digital backup of a physical asset that you own, like a DVD. Yeah, I mean, what happens if the DVD gets broken? You own that, so you should have a digital backup. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, so, mate, Plex is a cracker. If you've got the coin, look into a, um, a NAS, network attached storage, and I think you'll yep. find it's exactly what you want it to be.
3: Awesome. That sounds great. Well, Good on you, mate. So
1: you. Enjoy. See ya. No worries Bye, at all. And uh, if you've got a question, like Chris, you can go to the website afgm um, There's so many cool things you can do with technology that some of us haven't even scratched the surface on. Let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, if you've got a question. Just ask.
0: EFTM, you're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM,
1: trying to help you with the technology questions as we go through the day. Francis is online. G'day, Francis. Hello. Hi, how, Trevor. How can I help you?
4: Um, my partner needs a phone, a mobile phone, mm-hmm. for the uh, to download the um, WA app. Yep. You know, to download his certificate and everything. Of course. Yep. But he's not very good with technology. So, I need something fairly basic, but something good that's going to last a couple of years. Yep, absolutely. And I've been told the Samsung A2122 mm. or refurbished iPhone 8. But I what, have sure about any of the what have you got?
1: What have you got, Francis?
4: I've got an iPhone XR.
1: And, and who is your partner going to rely on most for help and questions about this product? Um, me. <laughs> then the absolute certainty is I wouldn't be getting an Android phone. Unless, no. Look, I don't know how tech savvy you are, Francis, but the bottom line is they're slightly different um, and there's a learning curve. So even you helping would be needing to learn a little about it, right? So yes. for that yeah. reason, I always ask, and I sometimes get slack about uh, some flack about this, you know, recommending an iPhone to people because there's better options. But in this case, the very person that's going to be re- relied on for help um, you know, if if you don't know how to use an Android phone, how can anyone else be expected? So, true, I, I think true. I think an iPhone is the way to go. Obviously, an iPhone can be a very expensive uh, exercise. the 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 cheapest brand new iPhone from Apple is about six hundred and seventy dollars. Right, that's the iPhone SE. Now, I was looking
4: at the refurbished iPhone eight from Coles.
1: If there's one, sure one there, it was, pick it up. Yeah, Two, under okay. three hundred dollars. Right, great yes. phone. Yeah. Now they may okay. sell out quickly. But the thing to remember is they get those from Boost Mobile and they have a website, boost.com.au. You, you, right. you could just buy it online if they do sell out of the, the Coles ones. Um, okay. And the thing about that is 12-month warranty, 30-day money-back guarantee. The iPhone 8 is going to be supported by Apple software for at least another two, two and a half, three years at least. So, okay. So I think it's a great investment for someone who just needs a basic phone.
4: Excellent. Okay, thank you very much. Best part about it, Francis,
1: is you'll know how to use it. You'll know how to set it up. Uh, The only difference between the two, obviously, is the XR doesn't have the home button. The iPhone 8 does, and that's really the only difference. You've got fingerprint to unlock instead of face ID. Okay, all
4: right. Thank you very much. Good luck. Excellent. Happy shopping. Good luck. Um, Thank you.
1: Bye. (laughs) Okay, see you, Francis. And, you know, that's the challenge is. And I often have this conversation and I get emails or calls from people who say, why why did you recommend they get an iPhone when you can buy a cheap TCL or Android or Samsung or Google, whatever? I get that. I recommend them all the time. But there's a really important thing to take into account when you're helping your friends with their technology, especially when you're talking about buying advice. And it's what do you know? What are you willing to learn? How much are you willing to learn? Who's going to help you? Because... If you can't get that help, how are you ever going to advance or learn? And it'll just be frustrating. Francis gets an Android phone for a partner and neither of them can work out the basics. Like, there's no app store. It's called Google Play. There's number one. Number two, are the settings different? Like, it's just, I get that they're so similar, it's not funny. But for a lot of people, they're, they're vastly different as well. So I still think the, the refurbished phones are a great option for a lot of people.
0: It might sound crazy what I'm about to say But Trevor Long's the world's best techie
1: wanted to do an Android app ever since the start when we launched the, the first app I, I knew I needed an Android app I wasn't like I'm an idiot I know these things but it was hard the, the young fellow who developed the iOS app is an Apple guy through and through didn't develop for Android and I looked I searched I fivered I freelanced I did everything and everyone I spoke to was horribly in, in unable to actually show me their credentials because my plan for the app was always a place where you can instantly see what's happening on the on the website, what's new, a place that would send notifications whenever we publish stuff, and a place that would have widgets that you could put on your home screen. I believe that widgets and notifications are like a key strategy going forward. Partly changed now because of the way iOS has played with notifications, but leaving that aside. no No developer could prove to me that they knew how to do either thing. And it was so annoying. And I'm I'm not beating around the bush. They were all offshore developers, normally Indian, and they just couldn't prove that they could do the job. And then, I don't know where he noticed it or it came up, but Harry Tucker, who does the EFTM Formula One podcast with me, said, do you want me to give the Android app a crack? And I went, what are you talking about, mate? What are you doing? Bikes a journo, now works at a major uh, company that, and works in their kind of media and content department, I mean, you know, an app developer. And I had a mate of mine in Perth, Adam, who built the, the back end to the EFTM ID system, looking to learn how to build an app. And I said to him, mate, Harry's decided to put his hand up. He goes, oh, I'll give it a crack. And I'll be honest, I didn't have high expectations. Straight off the bat, I just wanted it to work, basic. But dude, as soon as the first version came out, I went, oh my God, this is real. It looks amazing. And it's got more features than the iOS app. It's got the podcast down the bottom. Very cool. We've added in the Ask Trev option. So the Android app is available, folks. EFTM is all you need to search for in the Google Play Store. Search for EFTM, download, install. Now, notifications. The the reason I love them is because we don't publish a thousand stories a day. At best we might publish seven. That, that'd be an amazingly big day. Forgetting CS. I cop some flak during CS because we publish so much stuff. That's the biggest week of the year. Give me a break. But outside of that, like I did a couple of stories this morning, I think we've done three. It's been five hours, three notifications. You don't have to click them, but you see them and you know they exist and then you can tap them and you go straight to the article. As I've said in some posts, you don't have to rely on Facebook anymore to tell you when EFTM's done something. You also, I've never expected people just to go to EFTM every day to see what's new. Because some days I don't write anything. So now, you just wait. And when the notification comes in that tickles your fancy, click it, read it. Done. Simple. That's all it is. So simple, so easy. And hopefully it provides a little bit of extra connection to EFTM. That's all I want. So I am forever grateful to Harry for what he's built. We have some uh, version 2. So the Apple version is going to be updated with some of the features of the Android version, like the podcast Uh, and we're just refining the EFTM ID process. We're going to add the Ask Trev to that as well. Version two, we're going to completely change the way we do competitions. So you know now you've got the EFTM ID in the app, and then every now and then we do a competition that's on the website. You've got to type in the EFTM ID. Forget that. It's all going to be in the app. If there's a competition, it'll be in the app. You'll be able to just tap a button and enter a comp without doing anything. Some comps might ask you something. It might ask you 25 words or less. It might ask you... Uh, The answer To answer a question. You answer the question, you press a button, you've entered. You won't need to type your details because we've got those. Why would we ask you to repeat them? So I want to make entering competitions easier. I want to make entering competitions exclusively for people who've got the app. And that's going to be awesome. So I can't wait for that to to roll out. That's going to take a little while, but that'll be the way we run our next level competitions. And one of the things I want to do then, once we've got that structure in place, is have a weekly comp. Basically, all you've got to do is come to the app every week at least, click the button, and you're in the draw. Every every week we'll draw some merch out, and we'll go from there. So I'm going to order some new merch, and hopefully that'll be ready in time for the app to update with the competitions module, and we'll just start rewarding people for being EFTM readers and fans. That's the plan, folks. And I absolutely can't thank Harry enough for the amazing work he's done. It's just, it's blown my mind, and I have the greatest respect for a bloke who just is learning stuff on the go, and i I'm just useless like that. I've never learnt anything in that way. And it's just amazing what he's been able to learn. So thank you, Harry. And um, thank you to everyone who's downloaded the app so far. If you've got an Android phone, just search EFTM in the Google Play Store. Margaret's on the line. G'day, Margaret.
0: Hi, Trevor. How are you?
1: Is it a bit strange you send an email and then almost instantly your phone rings?
0: Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> Just to be clear, that doesn't happen to everyone. <laughs> you literally emailed while I was recording the podcast. So perfect timing for you. What can I do for you?
0: Um, I'm a bit of a quandary. Um, I love an e-reader and it's sort of gone a bit like it's dying and it's a Kobo e-reader. So what I did, I downloaded the app on my Samsung phone, yeah. uh, which is good and it's fine, but I wanted to get a – Tablet to download it. Right. But I'm not quite sure whether... Let, let's, I, let's,
1: let's go somewhere else first. Why are you not just replacing the Kobo and getting a new one?
0: Um, I just thought maybe the um, tablets might be the way to go, a bigger screen. Um, but you
1: did have a Kobo before?
0: Yes. Yes, it's pretty old. Have um, you
1: have you read any book on a tablet? No. Uh, and how, much, how many times, well, since the Kobo died, you've put it on your phone. Obviously, it's a much smaller screen. Yep. what's the experience been like?
0: Um, look, it's still good, except for the screen. I'm finding, um, and I'm having to charge my battery every day because mm. I read so many, and I've got a lot of yep. books down.
1: Oh, like, the reason I, I say this is, I'm just, I guess, nervous for you because an e-reader is absolutely sensational because it does exactly what it's meant to do, which is allow you to read books. A oh, okay. tablet, a tablet is built to be uh anything you want including an e-reader or an internet browser or your banking thing or netflix screen or whatever do you know what i mean it's made to do a lot of things and the screen is very very different you know the technology is e-ink versus an lcd screen like a television and the first thing i'm worried about especially when you say you read a lot is your eyes you know staring at a tablet all day not good for you okay not good at all um Battery life on a tablet also will be rubbish if you're reading, you know, five and six hours a day because the screen is the biggest drainer of the battery on any device, like a phone or a uh, tablet. Okay. Uh, yep. it's, it's all this big light behind it. Now, you know, if you buy a cheap tablet, its ability to have all the technology like blue light filters and things that will kind of care for your eyes is there. But how much yep. do you think you were going to spend on a tablet?
0: Uh, a couple of hundred, that's all. Just
1: a cheap one. Yeah. A, a new Kobo, a mm-hmm. six-inch one, $180. Bucks. Uh,
0: much
1: so, better. So oh, I, I do think, as much as I'd love you to have a tablet for a bunch of other reasons, yep. a modern Kobo is amazing and, and okay. really does everything you need. Now, you can get much bigger ones. Um, you can get one with buttons. on The Kobo Libra has buttons as well as the touchscreen, so buttons to change pages, which is kind of an easy touch thing to do, there's one that's 10 inches and it's $600 and it's got a pen and you can draw on it. Nah, it doesn't matter. There's some really high-end ones that you can get. Um, But in reality, I mean, it would be great. I don't know how many are actually on display at JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman, but I think it would be very smart to pop in and have a look and feel them in your hand. Um, You know, the, the cheap one that I mentioned, $140 to $180, they're six inches. That's the size of the screen. Okay. Which is quite small. That's what my kids it use it's what my kids use uh in bed. Yep. I, I let yep. my my daughter read before she goes to sleep. The um the one the next one up about seven inches is two seventy nine. Oh, that, okay. That's, that's a good size um yep. for an e book reader, obviously. Um yep. I don't know which one you had before, but it was probably seven inches. It probably wasn't anything much bigger than that. No. Um the Kobo Libra Two, um, I think, is also 7-inch. So 7 feels like it's the sweet spot. Yep. Um, really easy to hold in the hand. Remember, an e-reader is so light as well. Yes, The battery yes. lasts forever. Um, yep. I genuinely think that rather than buying a cheap, cheap tablet, you're yep. better off with a brand-new Kobo.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to um, take your advice because I watch you on the Today Show. So –
1: well, um, it must be good advice, Well, I'll just say this to be very clear. I've never read a book in my yep. life. Um, oh, okay. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I've had boys, the team that work with me have reviewed the Kobos and the Amazon Kindles, and they're great. And I, I took a Kobo to my mum. My mum would be 72 this year, probably. Um, yep. And she reads books like nothing else. She's got all of them, every book. Um, she's never read an e-book reader. And I said, listen, please, just take this. Because in the palm of your hand is hundreds of books.
0: Yeah, I've got about six hundred at the moment on my phone,
1: and <laughs> so
0: well, that's why I went What An
1: amazing world, and um, you know, I know she's bought a couple because stupidly I put my credit card on the account. So <laughs> I've noticed. I've noticed she's definitely reading a couple. So I think I think you're on a winner, and I would stick with the e-readers. Well,
0: thank you very much. Um, I will take your advice. My pleasure, and Margaret. And we'll go over to Harvey Norman and have a look at them.
1: Good on you. Thanks, Margaret. Thanks for getting in Thank touch. Thank
0: you, Trevor. You're Good a legend. You. Thank no you. No worries.
1: Cheers. Uh, and if you've got a question, uh, just go to the website, eftm.com. And if you've got a question, go to the website, eftm.com. Sophia's on the line. G'day, Sophia.
5: Hi, Trevor. How are you going?
1: Very well. How are you?
5: Yeah, good. Having a bit of trouble with my Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah, what's what's <laughs> happened?
5: I just can't get good reception down the back of the house, that's oh, yes. all.
1: Yeah. And so, Usually have story. you got one have you got a single story house that's quite long?
5: Single story, it's not that long. I mean, it's just a normal 4x2 brick, double brick.
1: But the modem is literally at the very front of the house.
5: Yeah, it is. It's in the front room.
1: Yeah. Typical, really, isn't it? The bloody thing should be right in the middle.
5: Yeah, I know. It used to be, but I moved it to the front so I could get it closer to the PlayStation for my husband.
1: Ah, oh, looking after hubby. There you go. So he's he's fine. What's down yeah. the back of the house for you? Just another TV to get away from him. Exactly. Right. So what you need is is to improve. You're going to, and, and there's no complaints about the internet here, right? Your internet is fine, the physical yeah. internet.
5: Yeah, absolutely, it's
1: good. Is it very windy where you are? It sure is at the
5: moment.
1: Goodness it's me. It's blowing a gale. It's blowing a bloody gale down the phone as well. <laughs> Sorry. Um, is that the Fremantle doctor coming in early? Yeah.
5: <laughs> <Bellagiri>,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, you know, and you've heard me talk about this, you need what we call a mesh Wi-Fi network. Now, the one I recommend, and that's because they're a sponsor, but there's many out there, is Netgear Orbi. Um, and it's very simple, so basically... Uh, have you got? Do you know what style of NBN you've got? Is it HFC? Is it uh, fibre to the curb? Do you know anything about that? Oh
5: God! Um,
1: what does it plug into? What does the modem plug into? It is the old phone line
5: into the wall somewhere. Um,
1: but it's not the old phone line.
5: No, it's not.
1: So it's most likely um, either fibre to the home or or HFC. Did you yeah, ever? HFC. Did you have Foxtel cable or Big Pond cable before?
5: Yes, I've got Foxtel cable now.
1: All right. Well, that, that's what it is then. It'd be using that network, right? So yep. so it, next to your little modem, who are you with, Ionet? Yep, Ionet. Next to the little yep. Ionet modem, is there a little black box that says NBN? Yes, correct. So the NBN box, that's what's called the NTD, Network Termination Device. That's the okay. very end of the NBN's tentacles right there. And what okay. happens is you can, you can actually turn off the Ionet modem. And you oh, okay. could you could plug in a computer directly into that box. But obviously, oh. well, so you, that'd be great for your husband's PlayStation, pump it right into the backhaul of the internet. But no yeah. good for anyone else because they'd lose internet. So what you want is yeah. a Wi-Fi network that operates off that NBN box. And if you get a Netgear Orbi, two, there's two things that come in the box. One's called a router, one's called a satellite. They look exactly yep. the same. Yep. The router plugs into the NBN box. You open up the app. You do a set up it, it works out what the heck's going on and then it creates a Wi Fi network off that MBN box and then okay. the satellite you put halfway through the house plugged into a PowerPoint only. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe two thirds through the house. Depends. If if it works, go for it. And then yeah. you get this dome of Wi Fi over the whole home. Both those connected, big dome of Wi Fi. You'll get full speed down the back, he'll get full speed up the front. And um, never the twain shall meet.
5: <laughs> my question is, Trevor, though, the black NBN box has only got one yellow thing coming out of it. where Do I, do I take that out and I'll put the Orbi in that one? That's right.
1: So that basically, oh. instead of going from the NBN box into the yep. Net modem, yep. Yep,
3: you yep. go from the
1: NBN box into the yep. uh, Orbi router and yep. you don't need the N- the Net modem.
5: Oh, okay. So that's what I was asking about the modems. Where do I plug all my… Um, connections
1: into the Orbi box. There's there's four. Depending on which Orbi you get, um, yep. they they all have uh, ports on the back. Um, yep. The most expensive one has four. The, okay. The mid-range one has two. And so oh, – yes. and okay. plus, plus the satellite, the one that you're putting in the middle of the house, also yep. has plug-in connections as well.
5: Oh, okay. That's interesting. Now, if the two
1: or four that you have at your modem is not enough – then yep. there are very cheap solutions to that. You can buy a little tiny network switch under $100 little little box that, that just creates more plugs. So I'm oh, okay. sitting here at my desk at home, I've got the NBN box, the Orbi, and into the Orbi I've got three things. And then under the desk, one of those three things is a 16-port hub. And I've got probably 15 other things plugged into it because I'm mad. Gosh. And, uh, hey, presto, we, we're all on the internet. Oh, 16-port hub, where do you get that from? Oh, J, J Car Electronics. Um, you know, Harvey Norman probably has them. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm going to check JB Hi-Fi now. Net Network Hub, I reckon, is what it would be called. Oh, no, that's that's a very different thing that it's come up with. It's come up with Google, Google and stuff. Um, yeah. But I think Harvey Norman might be a good place to go, otherwise J Car Electronics. And what are
5: they
1: called? Just ask for a network hub.
5: Network hub. Oh, you've been
1: so helpful. Easy done. No problems at all. Thanks,
5: Trevor.
1: Well, (laughs) happy wife, happy life. So I don't know why the husband's not ringing up trying to solve your Wi-Fi problems.
5: he's at work.
1: Okay. Well, we'll let him off then, all right? Better
5: place. Thank you. All right,
1: Sophia. Good on you. See ya. Thanks very much. And uh, hopefully we've solved that problem. Keep the marriage together. Good marriage needs good Wi-Fi. Otherwise, I don't know how my wife would communicate with me. We communicate 90% via text. <laughs> EFTM. You're
0: listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM.
1: Thank you for listening, and you're with Trevor Long. If you've got a tech question, go to the website EFTM.com and click on Ask Trev. G'day, Damien.
3: Yeah, g'day, Trev. How are you going? Good,
1: buddy. What can I do for you?
3: Yeah, Trev. Uh, quick question about uh, Wi Fi mesh systems. Yep. Um, I have an All rbk uh 50 at the yeah. moment with one satellite. Yep. And I'm not getting enough coverage in my backyard, so um, just to save a bit of money, I was thinking of getting an, an RBS twenty as my second satellite. Okay. And putting it sort of closer to the to the yard. Uh, will that slow my speeds down for the other ones for the RB fifties?
1: Right. Does so does that make sense? Yeah. Are you going to buy the standard? Like, are you trying to – If you pick up an old set or are you just going to buy an ex, a second, no, just second well, satellite?
3: Well, just an RBS, yeah. Just an RBS-20 satellite on its own. Uh, they obviously half the price of the RBS-50s, mm. So, which I don't think I need because I pretty much need another 10 metres or so yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. of Look, coverage, yeah. I I don't have any experience doing it, but my guess is it will have some impact, but I'm not sure it will be visibly negative. So my point here is that basically the difference between all the systems is their level of bandwidth. And, uh, you know, it's often referred to as, you know, AC 3200 or 1600. And that's essentially the, yep. the peak capacity within the network. It's like saying right. I've got a 20-lane highway or I've got a 10-lane highway. Now, the thing is, in terms of those highways, if you think of the RBK50 as a 10-lane highway, your yep. internet... Coming into your house, what speed is it?
3: I'm um, getting sort of done over hundreds. so thirties, one fifties. Yep, I'm on the I'm on a fixed wireless yeah.
1: Great. So you on fixed wireless, you're getting one hundred and thirty. Yeah, yeah, with, downs. Yeah, yeah. with um, NBN. Yeah, up,
3: up. No, no, no. This is uh, this is with a company called Node One in Perth here. Oh,
1: very nice. Yeah, very no, nice. They're so
3: very, they're very good. Yeah. So
1: think of the internet then coming in as like a two or three lane highway. It's awesome. So. What you'll get is the ability on a, on a really good uh, Wi-Fi network. You've got the ability to transfer files internally very quickly, stream internally very quickly and all that stuff. But in the yeah. end, you've only ever got that little pipeline coming out of the house. So my, my gut feeling is that you won't notice the change in speed. It will reduce the speed capabilities of the internal network, but what? I don't yeah. think you'll notice your internet uh, throughput being any lower. So at the other okay. end of the house, near the RBK20, you'll still be getting 100, 120 megabit per second internet. but right. But the ability for that one to communicate at, you know, two gigabits back to the to the base might be lower. I don't think you'll right. notice.
3: Okay, but it will not affect my RBS50, which is uh, well, my daughter uses that for gaming. That's that's actually hardwired into her gaming PC, yeah. the RB50. So I don't want to slow her down by, you know, putting the, the 20 out uh, of the back and taking, you know, yeah.
1: So my gut feeling is it will slow the the entire Wi-Fi network down, but mm-hmm. the advantage you've got, and and you might have to roll the dice here on a you know sorry I'm going to return it and get the better one. You know that's a retailer is not going to be have a problem taking it back if you're trading it in for the more expensive one. But oh, okay. The the thing about the she's wired into the RBK fifty, which means she's essentially not using Wi-Fi. But,
3: she's wired into the satellite. To my yes, first satellite.
1: She's, she yep. she's in. She's using. What she's using is Ethernet and backhaul, Mm Wi-Fi backhaul. She's not using your Wi-Fi network. I think what will be slowed is the Wi-Fi network, and maybe the backhaul will be slowed a very small amount as well. But the same thing, the the backhaul she needs is, you know, 50 to 100 megabits. That's definitely – you're not getting a backhaul slower than that. I'd be amazed if she noticed the difference. Right, but but mate, throw the dice for me, run the experiment, and just ask the, the retailer, the, the people you want to buy off, are the people that say to you, when you say to them, "I want this one," but if it doesn't work for me, can I bring it back and get this one, which is more expensive? If they say no, then that that's not where I want to shop. Like yeah, yeah, don't yeah. shop there. No. Fair call, Trevor. Fair call. All right. Okay. Well, that's yeah. That's I, I think give it. A, I'd question. give it a go because right. what's the price difference? Have you checked?
3: Oh, well, it's literally half price of the um, yeah. RBS fifty.
1: Yeah. But Man, how many so, dollars is that, mate? I'm, I'm just.
3: Oh, a couple hundred bucks.
1: Yeah. So yeah. you're talking about a, you know, two hundred dollar investment compared to a nearly five hundred dollar investment. So yeah,
3: it's I, I think yeah the the RBS fifties are uh, in the four hundreds where yeah. you can pick up you know RBS uh, twenty in, in the sort of mid mid two hundreds to to two ninety nine type of thing. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Depending where.
1: Yeah. Buy where from are, a reputable so. retailer that gives you the ability to return, and I think it's worth rolling the dice on. <laughs> Okay. All right, mate. All good right. luck. Brilliant. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks, mate. And uh, look, I you know, he, he's our guinea pig. <laughs> um, but I, I just, my gut feeling is worth rolling the dice on. Gut feeling. We'll soon find out, I guess. Trevor Long taking your calls if you've got a question. Website EFTM.com, or the Android app has the Ask Trev function in it as well. Trev's on the line. G'day, Trev. Hey, Trev. How are you, mate? It's not the first time I've had a Trev uh, on the line, but it is somewhat rare.
6: We we have spoken previously about uh, Apple Watches for my for kids.
1: Well, we're, you're uh, probably the same, but you probably it is that rare. Then you're probably the same <laughs> Trev every time.
6: We're a rare brunch.
1: What's happening, um, mate? Look, I um
6: I emailed you uh, and then um because I'm, I'm a bit of a dork. I solved the problem myself. That's not dorky. Um, that's awesome. We we had a problem where um, the wall that our TV is mounted on, oh. uh, the other side of that wall is my daughter's bedroom. Um, oh. And so quite often at night, we'd, we'd put the girls to bed uh, and then the missus and I would watch TV and the girls would complain that, that they could, you know, it was too loud and they could hear it through the wall.
1: That's interesting. My um, son, my son's room is upstairs. Above, like our room and my son's room is directly above the lounge room, and his room is on the like above the wall where the lounge room TV is. And he has said that to us as well. So I guess we always just have to turn the volume down so far. But but the funny thing about turning the volume down is we sit a fair way from its big TV, so we sit a fair way back. It's like oh, kind yeah. of it doesn't work. Is that the problem we, you were having? Is
6: yeah, we have the same. You, know, problem. you can't bloody hear it. Yep. So I went uh, on Friday night. I went out uh, and bought a, a Sonos Beam. So we we have other Sonos products in the house. Okay. Yeah. Um, I bought a Sonos Beam and and connected that to the TV. And and my thinking was that the the sound bar would just push the noise away from the wall rather than kind of be on the wall. In theory, um, yeah. And it seems to have worked. The girls have, have so stopped complaining. before this
1: you had no sound bar. It was just the TV. Yep. And I think you're right because so. A lot of people probably don't realise is that TVs all do have speakers, but most of them are literally backwards firing. They fire yeah. into the wall. Yep. Now, they're probably not hearing it as clear, clear as you might think, but it's the vibration of the sound wave that is coming into and, and across the wall, therefore, because it's meant to bounce back out at you as a viewer. Whereas a sound bar, have you mounted it on the wall or is it just sitting on a bench?
6: No, it's sitting on the bench under the underneath the TV with the switch and all the other consoles that we got.
1: Yep and um and you not ha- she doesn't appear to be having the same problem. Well, yeah. it's probably more so that you can turn it down enough that the the problem's not there for her but the sound waves are pushing directly at you so therefore you can still hear it.
6: Yep, exactly.
1: Nice. And so the beam is the smaller unit. Did you get the latest version of the beam?
6: Uh no, the I don't know, the 669. Yeah, it would have been
1: then. It's kind of a flat looking design on top but kind of beautiful front yeah. and curved round edges. Yeah, that's the one. Um, it's a, I've got one. We tested it at the office a few months ago. It's a, it's a beautiful sound. Yeah, um, it
6: is. And added benefit, when the kids turn the TV up too loud, we can just open the app on our phone and turn it down. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> Which is great on a Sunday morning, I've yeah. found, um, because we've got a, a high sense TV that has the, the app that you can just kind of control it. And geez, didn't the kids get a shock one morning at I don't know seven o'clock? Dad's trying to sleep in. Dad's getting angry. Don't yell, Dad. Just open up your phone. And uh, yeah, exactly. down, I down went that volume. And so, how many Sonos devices have you got in the home? Oh, too many.
6: So <laughs> we've got one, one in each of the bedrooms, one in the, the lounge. Uh, we've got uh, one in the kitchen, uh, and now the the soundbar.
1: Why have you had so many and never had a soundbar before?
6: Just. Never thought about getting sound for the TV, yeah.
1: really. Have you noticed, though, outside of the problem that you've solved, have you noticed how good it sounds to, yeah, to it watch sounds TV with actual sound?
6: Yeah, it's fantastic.
1: What's, which other one do you have in the lounge room? Which other uh,
6: so we've got a Play 5.
1: Uh, big beast. Okay, I was going to yeah. say the Get one thing side. I will say is, and I know I'm very lucky I've got all the cool stuff, Um The Sonos, we've got the Sonos Arc, so it's the big one in our lounge room, with two Play 1s as rears. I've got to tell you, it's cinema-like. The surround sound is epic. Now, you can get all this artificial surround with these devices like the one you've got, but if you ever want to go your next level with the investment, whether you get another Play 5, but I think that's a bit extreme, put the Play 5 somewhere else, get two Play 1s, man, or Sonos 1s I think they're called now, um its ability to do surround sound blew my mind and it's still to this day you're sitting on the lounge looking looking away like talking to someone and something happens and the sound just whooshes around you man it's so good so good yeah nice so that's your next that's your next uh little savings plan all right is to go full yeah, surround perfect. sound with the with the beam all right
6: yeah done
1: well that's good advice mate it's good understanding of how sound works and it's a simple solution well expensive but simple solution to the problem as long as the the minister for war and finance is happy mate you're in luck
6: <laughs> yeah I think I think we're all happy so good stuff
1: out. all right mate thanks for letting us know that's a good that's a good learning for everyone
6: no worries thanks Trev
1: cheers Trev thanks mate and uh yeah I mean so uh, obviously Trev emailed me asking for a solution to that problem um and in the meantime went out and bought a solution and it worked and it's a really good problem solving it's like hang on a minute the kids are hearing it why are they hearing it? Because the TV's on the wall and it's pushing the sound backwards that way. What if the sound from a soundbar was pushed into the lounge room as opposed to into the kids' room? Hey, presto, problem solved. Great problem solving and not a bad solution for someone who already has multiple Sonos products. If you didn't have Sonos products, to be clear, you could buy a $400, $500, $1,000 JBL or other brand and get a great sound solution as well. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. Alright, folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, if you're listening in the EFTM feed, great to have your company. Leave a rating and review if you like. If you're listening in the two blokes talking tech feed, thank you. Lovely to speak to you. Hope you're enjoying all the content we've got here between Stephen and I, and uh, many more shows to come um, this week. Uh, Bronx Tale is the movie on um, Friday launching in the um, Best Movies You've Never Seen stream, and I'll be here in the Two Blokes feed on Saturday. If you're listening to the AFTM feed, Two Blokes Talking Tech is a place we can get all the podcasts that I'm involved in with Stephen and our own individual shows and, of course, the Best Movies You've Never Seen, featured there or on its own if you love movies. Always great to hear your feedback. Always great to read the reviews and the ratings. Um, it means a lot to us, and um, I'll uh, always keep an eye on those things because it's always nice to... Um, always nice to get feedback quite frankly and quite simply (laughs) never never knock it back so um we appreciate that i appreciate that and hopefully many more reviews and much more great content still to come um talk to you next week